Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You'll be proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. Great deal for all the players in the league and everything else. Oh, I see him looking. I'm closing. Ah! I was born in it. Molded by it. I said they, they got to wake up with their piss out. You're talking about Rasool? Hey, what up? Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Packers podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Poor Man's Packers podcast and one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined once again with Andrew. Andrew? Hello. And we are back once again after a bit of a delay. We played on Thursday and I was... I mean, we went to the game on Thursday. It was a lot of fun. Then drove up north and uh, hunted whitetail opener, whitetail deer opener in Wisconsin. Just got back to the cities yesterday or the day before we were planning on recording. But Andrew, uh, we are now recording on Zoom. First time for us. Very fun because you, uh, well, we couldn't record yesterday. And then today you were even wondering if you'd be able to because you are sick. You're under the weather. Yeah, if I have a couple of coughing fits and you can't edit out them, you know, oops, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> but what do you do? Yeah, so obviously a very great game to talk about the Packers losing 27 to 17. Uh, it'll be a little bit of a different episode. We'll have our pick six. We'll go over the offense defense. After that, we have we attempted to do a little man on the street type video with our star, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, uh, initial thoughts on that before we get into that later. Well, I mean, I don't know if you'd laughed or noticed my Zoom username yet. Yeah. Oh, that I signed in with. <laughs> I, so I meant to make a comment. Yes. What does it say, Andrew? Yeah. Uh, it's urinal interviewer number two. <laughs> so uh, we had a really good, you know, just people in line, you know, people tailgating and, and obviously our opening shot that if we got some good ones, we... We walked out of the urinals kind of in sync. As the introduction of the video. And said, Hunter, and today we're ready to in- we're ready to interview some people on the street at Lambeau. And it was just a fun little thing. But it was, I mean, obviously, I laughed the entire time. Um, I just wish we, I turned off the mic. And, and I, that's what sucks. I was buzzed up. I had the gloves on. And I'm holding this small little microphone. And I, I must have, like, held it too tight. So I clicked the button to turn it off. So we get these like very animated videos of these people like screaming, go Pat, go and talking to us with no audio. And it's just like, oh, we if we had those clips and of course, the the videos that didn't have the audio with it were the best ones where literally the, the one video we had with the guy, like the first two seconds, he screams yeah. at the camera and you started creating songs with multiple groups of people, which was just 
just like freestyle rapping and then when they're like what and like they were going it was like okay okay yes game day was fun the game really sucked i ended up being uh third row behind the packers bench which was pretty cool pretty fun experience seeing the surly aaron Rodgers walking the bench in person was pretty fun but we'll get to that later um like i said we'll have our normal episode we'll have our packers trivia and preview the Eagles game first uh, before sending us off. But before any of that, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. So our first pick six of this game, the Lynn Lake pick six. Once again, if you are in the Twin Cities and you need a beer, head to Lynn Lake Brewing in Uptown Minneapolis. Also, if you're looking for a place to watch the Packer game, they always have that going on the TVs, and as I've said numerous times now, it is probably my favorite viewing experience for the Packer games in the Twin Cities. So with that, moving on, the first pick six play after, and now this is fast forwarding, after the Titans' initial touchdown, the Packers' touchdown to Watson and missing the extra point. The score is seven to six. The Titans have a fourth and one on the, on the Packers' four-yard line. Titans hand it off to Derrick Henry, but he's met at the line of scrimmage by Quay Walker, who slipped by the tight end. He was playing out on the edge, makes the tackle, and the Titans turn it over on downs. This ended a 18-play, 61-yard drive, a 10-minute drive, which is insane. You know, one quarter is 15 minutes. And especially being at the game, that drive was so damn long. It's like I kept getting ready to get into it, you know, getting loud on third down and... That drive there was the one where it was nice to get the stop at the end, but I think just how long it took had a negative effect on the team. But, Andrew, what, what was your experience, at least with that first drive or that big drive and being there at Lambeau? I mean, we were on the opposite side of the field as you, you know, fourth, fourth, uh, fourth row there. And, I, I mean, yeah, the drive, it was different watching the Packer game because – I feel like instead of like analyzing or like watching the game and its intricacies, mm-hmm. I was a lot more focused on screaming at the Titans players on the sidelines. That's right. What, what did you and your fiance, what we might as well, well get into that now. Yeah. So like, I guess I don't have as much of like game breakdown as I do. Like I was just really fucking drunk and like, <laughs> Uh, so like the whole thing to me, the, as far as the in game itself, not watching the recap mm-hmm. was like a blurry mess of excitement, cheering and heckling and ordering more booze and then being mad that the booze stops in the fourth quarter and forgetting that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just a bit hectic. Um, but it was cold and I think number 93, if I recall correctly, Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's the best my... player on their defense, probably. Okay, and I, I didn't know that. I don't think she did either. We didn't even think he played until after the game. We're like, oh, we had like two sacks. So we're like, oh, fuck, he did play. He mm-hmm. played well. Um, but he uh, was warming up his helmet in front of that like heater thing that was blowing up the propane heaters mm-hmm. and like some some guy brought over his jacket like from the sidelines and was like gonna put it on him and he's like, like no oh he must be too afraid to put it on i'm like i don't know if that's it but either way she's like simmons you know you're cold you know you're cold you pussy <laughs> you know you're cold put on your jacket i see you warming up your helmet you know you're cold and like the dude with his helmet in his hand he just turns around and starts busting his ass laughing because he's like you know you could throw a I mean, 
you could toss a, a ball to him, but it's like 10 feet, 15 feet away, you know? Mm-hmm. So he just looks over laughing. He taps his other guy on his shoulder, like points around because there's this <laughs> obnoxious, drunken, you know, tiny little girl just shouting, you know, you're cold. I'll warm you up. I'll warm you up, Simmons. Like, like what? Like, it was just bizarre. And then I'm laughing. Then everyone kind of starts chirping in. And then the guy to our left, some Eagles fan was like chirping this, this guy named Tart. And yeah. obviously he's not like a big guy. I mean, he's a big guy, but he's not like f- a fat guy. I mean, he's a built, you know, whatever. And he's calling him pop tart and like <laughs> eat another pop tart tart, you know, and then everyone chirps in on that. So it was just really like, uh, I feel like three hours of heckling. Um, and I'm surprised after like the end of the game, we didn't like. Get assaulted. Get told they're pretty strict on that stuff. So yeah, or that. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, there was some really good titans players uh like that really good like uh fan interactions from the titans players like wholesome because it's not like we were like heckling and telling them they suck or anything it was just kind of in like good fun mm-hmm. um and then there were some really like i felt like shitty ones at the end of the game where like they came over and they were kind of like flicking us off and waving us to like go but again that could just be any team anywhere i, I mean, don't know yeah i i would i was also I drunk care. and mad so it's like it's their fault we lost it's theirs you it was, know but it was very it was right. funny to see like you before the game and as we were doing the interviews and stuff you're you know getting more excited and getting pumped for the game and then meeting up with you after the game you were just subdued oh. calm upset like when you don't want to go to the bars after the game that's when i know you're not having a good time Right, because I always want to go to the bars typically, yes. and it was just after the gets like, well, I mean, let's go home. It's like, it's like Christmas is canceled. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's 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 not exciting to go Christmas morning if all your presents are stolen or burned down. It, okay, we'll just go back to bed. You know? <laughs> yes, true. And that Kinda wraps up <laughs> that wraps up our first pick six play, which we went very in depth with there. The next play, so you know that was after the Packers make a. Nice stop, um, and this goes along with the complimentary football type deal. With two minutes left in the half, and after the Packers go uh, three and out deep in their own territory, so you know after we get that stop, bad play on offense, three and out, not good. Special teams, we got a punt from our own end zone. O'Donnell does not have a very good punt. It was less than forty yards. The Titans get the ball on the Packers side of the field, so. Facing a third and seven the uh, on the Packers 26. Every DB for the Packers is playing six yards off the line. Tanny throws to Robert Woods, who's just standing right at the sticks. Catches it, falls forward, and converts the first down. This eventually leads to a Derrick Henry touchdown. Um, but yeah, it ended a nine-play, 41-yard touchdown drive, taking two minutes and 40 seconds off the clock. But this, once again, like everything else this year, is just an example of complimentary football. The defense starting off that chain of events gets a stop near the goal line. Packers offense does nothing with it. Then special teams also bungles it, bad punt. And then after the offense and special teams can't hold their water, defense can't either, ending in a touchdown, which sends it to halftime. Halftime score being 14-6. to So... Not very good. Andrew, you have anything to add there? Oh, I was saying, I, I was still thinking we're going to win until like a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I was fully a believer, a full believer there. 
Yeah, I was in the same boat where, yeah, it really was until the very last turnover on downs where I thought we had a chance. Uh, going into halftime down eight and getting the ball back, I was like, oh, this is good. We're sitting pretty. So Exactly, exactly. Moving on, the third pick six play. Titans ball after a second Christian Watson touchdown. It is now 20 to 17. It's much later in the game. Uh, one minute left in the third. Tandy gets the snap, fakes the handoff, only two receivers run her out, yet somehow Robert Woods finds space and is completely wide open. After the catch, uh, Rezul Douglas, you know, makes a half-ass attempt to tackle. I think he just walks up to him, didn't even try to make any contact, a bit of a business decision there. Uh, so Woods picks up another 10 yards, uh, eventually picking up 32 yards, and three plays later, the Titans score on the Bobble, no bobble, Hooper, touchdown in the end zone, making it 27 to 17. Uh, not very good, but that was kind of the theme of this game, too, with the Packers defense and the secondary. You know, a lot of miscommunication in the back end. If if you have two wide receivers, if you got two guys going out for a pass and somehow one of them is completely wide open, your scheme is dog shit. Um, I don't know what your plan is, but... Again, that happens so many times in this game against the Titans, who are the worst or second-worst passing team in the NFL. Just incredibly, incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, I was surprised at how well they moved the ball in the air um, when I watched the recap, not in person. I, I didn't really. Right. It was know, the same thing with me, realize. too. Yeah. It was like those couple really big plays and then just... Fortunate. You know, it's like, wow, yeah. they're just... Yeah, moving all over us. So it was definitely a, a big bummer. Um, I, we did, not that it's any constellation here, but we did get those passing yards for, um, who's that? They're running back. Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, terrible yeah, yeah, bet yeah, of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah that yeah. The, the over under was set at eight and a half yards for Derrick Henry receiving. And I believe he had uh, 50 or 60. So yeah, that was, was pretty like, easy. Yeah, it was something crazy. So, yeah. but it was like two only two catches still. Yep. So moving on, I think they have sorry, I think they have some weird stat this year too with the Titans that in every game that Derrick Henry has a reception, they win and every one that he doesn't, they lose. So oh, I don't wow. know I don't know why they wouldn't just uh, stick with that. Moving on, the fourth pick six play, Titans with the ball, second and one. Uh fake the handoff. Oh, I this is the one I just fucking read. Oh wait. Nope, sorry, sorry, I'm dumb. <laughs> Second and one, fake the handoff, throws it over the middle to, uh, he's hoping to throw it to one uh, Traylon Burks, but Rezul Douglas jumps in front of it, picks it off, and returns it to the Titans, 32. What does the offense do with this? Well, they get a hold on first down, incomplete pass, a small pickup to Cobb, which forces a third and 12. On this third and 12, Rodgers drops back and throws it to Sammy Watkins, who is wide open, but the ball is off. The ball falls incomplete, and the Packers once again have to punt. This was the first real kind of like depressing offensive drive of the second half of the game where we really had no hope, or it seemed like we lost hope with every single drive. We'd get built up, and then it would come crashing down, but... Just a couple really bad misses in really big moments from Aaron Rodgers in this game. Yeah, it was like the first time when he was throwing the ball. Not the first time, but like I guess I noticed it more. Actually, this was live too. It was like that ball's not going 
where he wants it to go. Yeah. And watching on TV through the year, it's been like, I've been able to kind of say, oh, well, you know, the receiver should have caught that. It hit him in the hands or it was within reach. But seeing it live, it's like, okay, that was kind of almost impossible or what a really shitty spot. So it's tough to tell if um, the angles of the camera are playing tricks or, or if it's just a, a pretty off game for him, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, looking back, there was a lot of off balls, but watching games in person is very, it's strange. Like you kind of talked about too. It's almost like, you know, you have your night of drinking and then the next morning you meet back up with your buddies and you try to like go over what happened the previous night. That's kind of what watching the highlights of a Packer game is. Cause when you're there, you've got not the best angle. You can't always see the first down. You don't know exactly everything going on. And then you watch the highlights and it's like, oh, okay, that's why that was bigger. Oh, now I see a much like right. a different angle and how some of the stuff is a lot more clear. But <clears throat> yeah, not uh, not very good, but we have more of that um, with these pick six plays going forward. The fifth pick six play after forcing a three and out, the Titans punt it away. Keyshawn Nixon has the ugliest slash most beautiful punt return <laughs> in recent memory, picking up 24 yards where he scoops the ball up off the ground, reverses field, and picks up 24 yards. Like I said, the whole Packers bench mauled him on the sideline. It's like, okay, maybe this is, you know, getting good vibes going again. We're still only down 10. But once again, the offense is very little. Uh, they force themselves into a fourth and three. Just past midfield, Rodgers has all the time in the world and floats it to the left to Alan Lazard on, you know, what he thinks is a corner out. But Alan Lazard looks up, does, does not see the ball, seems to be a miscommunication, and the ball falls incomplete. And the Packers once again turn the ball over without any points. Not good. Correct. Not good at all. Mm -hmm. Yes. And moving on to the final pick six play. Once again, the Titans get the ball back, have a three and out. Preston Smith gets a huge sack on third down, his second of the game. Packers once again get a decent drive going, but Rodgers takes a terrible sack on third to force third and 19. Packers then pick up 18 with a nice pass to Christian Watson. So with, uh, you could maybe say, the season on the line, fourth and one. What do the Packers do? Well, of course, they run it out of shotgun with Aaron Jones towards Simmons, the best player on the Titans' defense, who... Makes the play, stops them. Packers don't convert, turn the ball over on downs, and the season is, eh, I mean, so so we've been dead. We've been dead. I think they we, thought he was going to be colder than he was <laughs> during that play specifically. Simmons, well. yeah, and that's why you guys were yelling at him on yeah, the sidelines. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's so season after that play might be over you know several times i think i said if we lose to the to the, to the commanders the season's over if we lose to the lions it might be over you weren't here for that um so i the gymnastics i'm playing now is you know we we knew we had to you know beat the titans but we're playing the eagles this week i think we kind of assumed that eagles game is going to be a loss well much like the lions and cowboys games the Titans versus Eagles games here. If we come out one one and one, we've got a chance. So maybe if we beat the Eagles on Sunday, we'll still be alive. Uh, Andrew, thoughts? Well, I know, I know that it's like I don't want to say impossible to win our division, but like there's also a small sliver of hope that like the Vikings kind of showed their true colors and like 
just maybe they just fucking dud out the rest of the season, you know? And we sneak in with like a, a fucking like a nine total win, win the division. I don't know. I, I'm just just spitballing out loud here, but it's a possibility. Yeah, I've we're going into the fantasy land part of the season for these playoff hopes, but I've thought of yeah, I've thought I of that it. too. By this point, everyone knows the Vikings are, you know, they're eight and two now, but they're the worst eight and two team in NFL history. They have a negative point differential, meaning the opposing team has scored more points against the Vikings on the season than the Vikings have scored, which is crazy. And well, all their wins have been just so weird and like just garbage. You know, like it's any of those games could have gone either way. Like they, besides like one or two games, I don't recall them like really coming out and being a dominant force and saying, Hey, look how good we are. It's like, Oh, we got a squeak out win here. We got a squeak out win mm-hmm. there. This one's in overtime. It's like, what, what, like there's just coin flips that they happen to keep winning. And sometime they got to get shown what's up. Yes. For an eight and two team. So we lost to them week one, uh, seven to 23. Outside of that, their largest margin of victory was eight points against the Cardinals. So everything else is like, well, I mean, that even there is a one-score game. So they don't blow these teams out. And, I mean, once again, it's fantasy land here. But the Vikings' remaining schedule, they play the Patriots. Then they play the Jets, the Lions, the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and then the Bears. So I think <laughs> I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they blow. Lose they, out. Maybe not lose out, but lose more games than they win here on out. I don't know. We'll see. Because they're eight and two. What are we? Four and seven? Right. So. I don't know. Okay. Either way, if if they lose to the Patriots on Thursday, then maybe it's more of a discussion. Who has a tiebreaker if we both get nine wins? Uh, It would depend on when we play the Vikings again. If we win that one. Is it score versus score? It's first it's uh, head to head and then it's common opponent. So then we'd have to see that. So I'm not, I don't think we know what that tiebreaker is. Because they beat the Washington, now. we lost to Washington, yeah. we beat Dallas, they lost to Dallas. Yeah, so so, okay. so we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes with the remaining schedule too, I guess, along with uh, sure. the, God, that's the other thing too, because it's also division record. And they have beat uh, the Bears already. So we'll have to see. Mm. But uh yeah, probably getting ahead of ourselves a little too much there. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, we're in the same conversation we're having. We might as well talk about what seed we're going to be in the playoffs and who we're going to match up against our bye. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's, of course, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, we still have hope. But we, it's fun to dream yeah. it. It's the same thing of, like, you know, when you see people sitting, oh, yeah, I got a lottery ticket. What are you going to do with your $10 billion? Oh, I'm going to buy two mansions. I mean, it's 10 and that's great. And I root for it, you know. Yes. We'll see. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, one last thing on that. So, you know, last thing after the Cowboys game, it was we're not dead yet. Now, after the Titans game, everyone's like, oh, the season's over. I think we're in zombie mode now. That's that's what we are. We're we're not completely dead, but we're pretty we're appearing to be dead. But we're actually, you know, barely alive. I think we have a five percent chance to make the playoffs right now, which is still higher way higher than you'd than you'd think and is is zombie mode um like have any advantages like oh 
you know, we're going to come smear the Packers, but actually the Packers come out way stronger than they are. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Even the Titans, you know, beating a a four and six team were very thrilled. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the offensive coordinator got a Dewey the day after. So they drank in the plane on the way back to Nashville and then drove home. Isn't that an NFL violation? No booze and and sanctioned planes, I thought. I read that. Yes. After I saw it. It's supposed to be. So because he got that Dewey, and the week before, the commanders with Heineke, there was all that celebrating in the plane, those pictures of him with the chains on and stuff. Drinking. Wait, so he's got two back-to-back Deweys? No, 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 no. Let let me finish here. Oh. Washington is a different team than uh, the Titans. So got retroactively, yes, yes, after okay. this happened, the NFL fined the uh, the commanders for drinking in a plane. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But... Uh, Yes. Either way, we're in zombie mode. If we have a five percent chance of making the playoffs now, however, from God, I forgot the website. But if we win on Sunday, our five percent chance goes to a twenty-five percent chance of making the playoffs. So, oh well, that's huge. Yep. So once again, zombie mode. We're not dead. We're just pretty damn close to it. Uh but so so is Jordan Love gonna start on Sunday then to get us there? You know, our hero. <sighs> okay. Okay. Shut up. We'll talk about that shit. <laughs> We'll talk about that shit later. So game review, looking at the offense, Aaron Rodgers, obviously not a very great game. 24 for 39, 227 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. The one sack, he had a passer rating of 94.7, which isn't bad, but his QBR is 52.9, which takes in down a distance and when, you know, how big those incompletions were, uh, if it was third or fourth down. So that's why he took a hit for that. But yeah, not very good. I think we got our hopes up a lot after that Cowboys game. And after watching Rodgers last Thursday, a lot of questions came in for, is he washed? He very well could be, but you know, you and I were kind of Rodgers apologists and it kind of came out. It's, it's been talked about the last couple of weeks here, but <laughs> big Packers fan, big B on Twitter. Uh, he is a make a wish kid. He met Rodgers a week ago. And in his discussions with him, Rogers kind of said that his thumb is broken. So Big B repeated that, and it does sound that Rogers' thumb is broken. So I, th- <laughs> you're you're excused. Um, so the thumb is broken, and I think what we saw on Thursday, a lot of those bad throws, especially in those clutch situations later in the game. I honestly just think his thumb, because of the cold was worse when it's cold and especially us living up here in the northland we know how cold your fingers get the longer you're outside you lose feeling in them you lose grip and i think that's what we were seeing so it's not just how cold it's getting but with that broken thumb less of a grip we'll see how it goes on sunday versus the eagles they have a really good pass defense so maybe we'll run the ball a little bit more but i don't know that's that's what I'm thinking on Rodgers and that performance. And either way, in my in my opinion, I think our best chance to win this season and next season is still with Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's been numerous instances where I don't think where the team has shown us, if not with their words, but with their actions, that Jordan Love isn't the guy. And I wouldn't want to start Jordan Love until mathematically we are eliminated. But uh, I, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, if, if we don't need to throw in the towel and there's even a, a percentage of a chance that we, we keep Aaron on the field. Yes. We paid him, let him play. Yes. It's still, you know, 
we're talking about this being a rebuild, but Rogers is still locked up with us for the next three to four years, but with the guaranteed money this year mm-hmm. and next year, there's really no point in trying to move on. Um, right. Moving on to running backs. Oofta, not good. Like I said before, coming into this, the Titans far and away had the best run D in the NFL, and man, did this schedule really fuck with us. You know, playing the Cowboys, we were able to run on them pretty well, and then we move on to the Titans, the best uh, run D in the league, and it didn't work. Thought we had a formula, but of course, you can't really keep running the ball when you're going up against the Tennessee Titans. Aaron Jones finished 12 carries, 40 yards, a 3.3 average. A.J. Dillon, 6 carries, 13 yards, a 2.2 average. Not very good at all. Aaron Jones did have 6 receptions for 20 yards, but that's not very efficient. A.J. Dillon also had 1 for 10, but I don't know. Not good overall. Um, I did like what we saw from the pony personnel, which is the two-back stuff with Dillon and Aaron Jones both on the field. Usually with these pony packages, it's been very... You know, we get all excited about having them both on the field, but it would be like you fake the handoff to one guy and the other guy runs out in the flat. With this, it was fun seeing like the almost fullback dive running back toss play when we did that twice. It worked pretty well. So at least it was nice to see that creativity and for how much, you know, once again, I am a, I'm a true journalist here admitting when I'm wrong. This game was pretty bad for the whole, uh, running out of shotgun is bad crowd here's a tweet from dusty who's one of the smarter guys on packers twitter this is part of a thread here quote they should run the ball from under center grr they cry with their pitchforks however through those first six drives the packers called seven run plays from shotgun and nine from under center their averages shotgun we got 6.3 yards per attempt under center 0.6 so I think this is more of a thing of going up against the Tennessee Titans. They're just so goddamn good at stopping the run where (laughs) we said before, like, or I've said before, running the ball out of shotgun, it takes a little bit more time for us to run downfield. Um, But running it under center, you're almost attacking the line of scrimmage sooner than you'd want to because they're already behind the line of scrimmage attacking it. So did not work out very well. Hopefully we can see some more things out of the run game in the future, but yikes. Uh, moving on to wideout. <sighs> Randall Cobb came back, top performer at the receiving position as far as yards go. Six receptions, 73 yards, had a couple nice pickups. <sighs> you know, he's probably not going to be back next year, but God, he's such a great safety valve for this offense. I wouldn't mind seeing him back. Uh, Alan Lazard, five receptions, 57 yards. But, God, he was tar- – guess how many times Alan Lazard was targeted on, on Thursday, Andrew? Seven. He was targeted 11 times out of – Are you kidding? Out of 37 attempts. Yeah. So it's one of those things, and I saw this on Sunday. Not to be a whole drama boy here, but uh, I wonder what's going on between Rodgers and Lazard. This past offseason, Rodgers mentioned how the last few years, Tunyon, Lazard, and Rodgers watch like the Monday night football games together, and they're all very close. There was kind of some weird things after the game and just some body language police shit at the end there where Rodgers overthrew Lazard on one. He um, There seemed to be a miscommunication on that uh, fourth down play. And then after the game, Jason Wildey was kind of pressing Lazard on, you know, what was going on in those plays. And eventually, first, well, Lazard kept saying, like, that isn't fair. That isn't a fair question. But he ended up saying, I'm supposed to catch the ball. The ball is supposed to be catchable. And after I catch the ball, we're supposed to go from there. 
So I think with Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson kind of, you know, getting more hype around them and Watson really taking off these few couple of weeks, I wonder if Lazard in a contract year, you know, he kind of held out a little bit this offseason too, is starting to be get starting to get frustrated when the offense seems to be going in a different direction and him being Rogers' buddy isn't getting, you know, he isn't being the number one receiver we were kind of expecting going into this season. Well, well, wait a minute. You just said, though, he got 11 fucking targets. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Rodgers is, is shafting him. He's trying to let the guy feast, But you know? But, you know, and, we, we know there's two balls right off the top that were bad balls thrown by Rodgers to Lazard. So you think, yeah, but you think Rodgers is purposely throwing him bad balls? No, but I, no, but I, no way. I think there's a lot of frustration going on either way. It doesn't matter if Rodgers tried to or not. It's hurting Ellen Lazard's long-term, you know, value, not only with this team, oh. but in the NFL. So. Of course, you're still my boy. I'm going to try to feed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rodgers is saying, you're still my boy. I'm going to try to feed you. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think, I think he's just, you know, with the thumb he didn't really get to make it happen and and that's that that's true yeah and i don't know we'll see either way i think this offense is better moving away from alan lazard going forward but i like him in the slot i think once we get dubs back too and watson it'll be interesting to see what the offense is but just your ceiling is so much lower with lazard getting the snaps he's getting uh sammy watkins bad he had the one target on third down where rogers missed him completely but God, he is so lackadaisical running running his routes. Um, may I just say, yep. um, in in terms of being calling myself a good reporter or journalist, <laughs> just like you recently did, yes. I will go ahead and say I am taking back everything positive I've ever said about Sammy Watkins. He sucks. He's bad, and I'm over him. <laughs> yeah, and the Packers seem to be leaning that way too. They released an updated depth chart. This, I saw he's like fifth out of sixth. Yeah, the only guy he's ahead of now is Samari Ture. So, well, we'll have to see what happens there. But, yes, the Sammy Watkins <clears> experiment <throat> hasn't been very good. But, of course, this next week I bet he'll have – I would guess he's going to have two two or three receptions all for first down. So, he'll be like, oh, good job, Sammy. But, yeah, not the best. And other than that, saving the best for last, Christian Watson once again. I mean, God, he's pretty fucking good. Four receptions, 48 yards, the two touchdowns. Um, again – Five touchdowns in the last two weeks. A rookie receiver. Really, really incredible. Um, One, you know, we have to think back to what this offense would be if we had Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs all year. But, man, it's it sucks because, you know, this season it's looking pretty shitty. But, God, I am very, very excited to see what Watson is going to be in the future here because he really... Even Dusty, who I've brought up a lot the last couple of weeks here, and he's a pretty conservative guy about hyping people up. Um, and he said that he is looking forward to watching Watson every week because he is open on just about every single play. And the nuances of the routes that he runs is very, very incredible for a rookie receiver to be doing. So once we get him and Dubs back, it's, it's going to be something to watch. Tight end, not too much to talk about. Robert Robert Tunyon had a couple catches, two for 19. Rodgers missed him on a third down play, too. But even when he gets the ball, he's looking slow. I wonder if we will bring him back. O-line, again, not a hell of a lot to talk about here either. Rodgers was sacked only the one time, and it was not the offensive line's fault. He really just sat back there for way too long on that second or third down. 
to get that sack. And again, we only average the 2.9 yards per run. Again, there's going to be a lot of questions this offseason. David Bakhtiari has been playing great, and he's held up the last three games, but I don't know if we can bring him back with that contract. And very tough matchup this week for Josh Myers at center, but again, he just gets blown up on some of these easy plays where we're just running straight up the middle. I don't know. We'll have to see, but uh, other than that, that's all I have for the offense on this game. Uh, Andrew, do you got anything? No, not anything else. I mean, honestly, like I said, it, it was a totally different experience and what I took in by just being there versus watching on TV. Mm-hmm. So I I don't have as much of the actual insider info as much as I can tell you. As much you as know, you usually do. Voice. Oh, yeah. All the quality information I have, you know. <laughs> yes. With that, we will have a quick commercial break. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. All right, and we are back with the defense. Uh, defense, once again, pretty bad. It's They're either really good or really bad. We get those key stops in the fourth quarter, forcing three and outs, Rezul Douglas getting a pick, all that stuff. But other than that, it's so lackadaisical at times. I'm not sure what to do about Joe Barry. You know, obviously, we all pretty much want him fired at this point, but there's some underlying things with that. One, uh, we obviously might... We fired Mike Pettin within the last two years, so firing a second defensive coordinator within that time span is not great, especially when you're trying to find a great defensive coordinator to replace Barry. If he's the new guy's looking like, hey, you guys keep replacing these guys. Maybe I don't even want to interview for this job. So that's not like good. It's just a fall guy position. Right? Ex- exactly. So if they're going to make that type of push to have to be a DC for the first time, they might want a more reliable option. The other thing to look at, obviously, we'd have to have someone replace Joe Barry and Jerry G- Jerry Gray, the defensive back coach, seems to be the number one option there. Now, I'd like that too, but there's a couple things with that. One, if they play really well, maybe we'd stick with Jerry Gray, which I don't think is great long term. He's still an older coach, but I don't I don't know either way. But on top of that, the most underachieving group, probably outside of the defensive line this year. On defense has been the defensive backs in the corners, and that is Joe Bear and that is Jerry Gray's room. Sorry. So if he's already not coaching that well, it's kind of tough to want to reward a guy by being the DC, but this has been a pretty shitty season overall, anyways. Um moving on the defensive backs, Jair's having a weird year still. Sometimes he's really good, sometimes he's bad. That big pass at the end of the game, pretty much to seal it, was just you know embarrassing to end the game. Uh, Razul Douglas, nice to see him get that pick. But like I mentioned early on, the unwillingness to tackle at times is not good. I kind of get it, making some business decisions now with the way the season has gone. But, God, it seems like we never have a good tackling secondary. But I'm sure most teams in the league feel the same way. Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford, we kind of saw the bad this week as opposed to the good we saw the week before. That first big pickup play was Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford back in the secondary, which, once again, you know, Big plays are big plays, even if they're not made by Darnell Savage, so or given up by Darnell Savage. So not very good to see that. 
Inside linebacker, I still think we have the deepest group of inside linebackers since I can remember. Chris Barnes made that huge play late in the fourth quarter where he ran up on third and one when Tanny was going to scramble for the first and Barnes just smacked him. Nice to see that. Also, seeing Quay used as an edge rusher was cool. He's got that build. He's very athletic. And this year, him and Devondre haven't played that well together. So might as well see what else Quay can do and maybe simplify his role. At least see what we have with him out at the edge when we haven't had as much pressure since Gary has gone down. Um, outside linebacker, J.J. Nagbare still playing fine as a rookie, setting the edge just fine. And Preston Smith with maybe his best game of the year, having the two sacks. Uh, Quay was in on one of them, so it might have been a half sack. But nice to see the uh, you know pressure pressure situations where Preston's still performing. Defensive line, Kenny hasn't been good the last six weeks. He's kind of disappeared a bit. I'm sure he's getting double teamed, but it's tough to make any type of grand statements on his play. Um, but I guess more than anything else with the way the season's gone, and obviously we're still in zombie mode, this is the time where we need to see more of TJ Slayton and Devontae Wyatt. Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry still aren't at Dean Lowry. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but he's been with the Packers for seven years. And I, I don't know if there's been a player who's been with the team longer, who's made less of an impact than Dean Lowry in my 30 years of watching Packers football. So either way, if nothing else, you can't be much worse than what the D line has given us. So might as well give those snaps to the young guys who can improve or at least show you what they got. Uh, wrapping it up with special teams, Speaking of players being washed uh, with Aaron Rodgers, potentially, this has got to be the last year for Mason Crosby. He had that point after blocked, and even that 39-yard field goal he had made it over the crossbar with, like, five yards to spare maybe, which isn't very good. Also on uh, Pat McAfee yesterday, <laughs> Rodgers was talking about Thanksgiving and how the Crosbys pushed and really forced themselves to be the host family for a lot of the Packer players this year. So... That's another little thing that's like, as, yep, go on. Oh, no, I was just saying, do you think that's like almost as a, as a final goodbye? Thanks for that, having us. That's what, see I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Hey, we haven't really hosted before Roger said it's usually him. So I think since it's going to be their last year in green Bay or on the team, they probably want to sure. have that last, uh, last, uh, little memory hosting. So I didn't know if it was that, or if it was, Hey, we're still part of this family. Don't leave us. We're going to stick around till I cannot kick physically anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of both. I know he's got that back injury too, and he's 38, 39 years old. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for the game. Andrew, you got anything else to add there for the actual game? I mean, for the actual game itself, not, not really. No, it was fun and I loved it. Perfect. Well, loved it. I guess, would you have loved it more if we won? I'm glad yeah, of course I would have. Well, then, then we probably would have gotten a whole another forty-five to an hour worth of footage afterwards. I'm as so, well. I'm so pissed because <sighs> drunk you. But like when everyone game. looks like you just killed their dog, <laughs> right. like you don't want to interview anyone. Yeah. You're like oh yeah, I'm going to bed. You know. Yeah. I mean, we had fucking what, eleven guys that were toasted. Mm-hmm. And on a win, we would have stayed out till two a.m. We were. I think the the house was dead silent by like eleven thirty. It was yes. If. If nothing, if nothing else, Bizarre. I, the positive from doing the man on the street shit is I'm looking forward to doing it in the future when we have a better plan and we know what we're doing with right. the likes. We, we learned that it was a viable option. Yes. And speaking of that, we will be back with Take News. Football time. 
Take news. So take news for the week. Best way to do this, we, like we've said a couple times here, attempted to do a man on the street video. A lot of the audio was lost. However, this is more, uh, <laughs> still some great comments from some drunk or buzzed Packer and Titan fans here. And Andrew, what uh, what is the one question that you, I shouldn't sit you up for this. What's the one question you asked just about everyone about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, I asked, God, I forgot about his call. Basically, his magic mushroom use. Yes. I asked about his, his mushroom use and see what people liked or thought about it. And most people were in support. They said, if it helps or if he likes it, who am I to say? I, I don't really give a shit. Exactly. So with that, this is our crackdown, our uh, 60 minutes type you know, research interview type deal here. We really got down to the issue and what the people think. So with that, here is the cut up of Andrew interviewing these fans out in the wild outside oh, of Lambeau great. Field. I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bob Simon. I'm Morley Safer. I'm Andrew with the Poor Man's Packers podcast. Today, we're at Lambeau Field, and we're going to interview some fans. What's that stuff Aaron Rodgers been doing, uh, that, that hallucination stuff, you know what I'm talking about? I heard about the shrooms or something. Yeah, something like that. Do you have an opinion? Do you think we, like, ignore it and move on or just don't even care? What, what's the take? Um, teach his own. That's right. Yeah. Who gives a fuck, right? Right, exactly. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Right, right, right. I like Aaron Rodgers. I'm when he doesn't talk too much. Um, do you know about his mushroom use? Yes, I support it. You do. I support his mushroom use. I support whatever they want to use as long as he plays good, good football. Like Tiger Woods can sleep with whoever Tiger Woods wants to if he plays good golf. Who are you to tell Tiger Woods who he can fucking not? Exactly. It was anybody. I mean, that's not my wife. That's my girlfriend. So don't tell my wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I personally love it. I mean, I've taken shrooms like three or four times myself, and I think it's going to really just help him on the field. Do any of us four here have a contradicting opinion? Got them back-to-back MVPs. Personally, not for me, but... I think he should take more perks. Win. He needs more perks. Okay. okay. Uh, and describe, describe a night to me as if I didn't know what Lambo tailgating was. Like, I'm definitely going to black out before I go into the stadium. Okay. Like I'm already on my fourth beer, so like we're ready to go. Are you gonna re- Are you gonna remember the game? Um, maybe. I mean, I do have a hundred on the spread. Can I get your take on, on magic mushrooms as a whole? Uh, you know, it's fun. Oh, <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I know. I, I know. You've you done magic mushrooms. I know. I know you guys are big. You know, at, well, at this point, I say yeah, because again, I see Aaron Rodgers. He says, you know, I'm gonna do Wyska. That's fine. You like that? You like that? You guys are about it, evidently, because A-Rod... Have you done Wyeska? It's a wild fucking trip. You done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a wild fucking trip to the point where, evidently, I think that's how you combat the cold. This shit, <laughs> look at this. I'm in a fucking pimp jacket. You guys are fucking different. I mean, I've never, never, never in my hey. life have dealt with something more than, you know, 50 degrees. You guys know about the, the mushroom... from Minnesota. The, yeah, so are we... The mushroom stuff, Aaron Rodgers mushrooms. How do you feel? I don't know anything about that. Jordan, Jordan Love, Jordan Love. Shoot, I'm about shoot. the love. I'm ready for the love. All right. So that was that was you, Andrew. Did you enjoy I, interviewing all these all these oh, people out in the field? Was, I'm not gonna lie to you. Probably the highlight of of the weekend, right there. <laughs> uh, a fantastic experience overall. And I would say that 
you know, besides the mic going out, like I said, yeah, the highlight of, of even the Thursday game, I fucking, I love that shit. But even more so, I love learning that the people support Aaron in his choice to, to medicate as he chooses with ayahuasca or elsewise. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the supporters with him. So mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. as long as he knows that, we the people um, are behind him and his actions. Yes. And I don't think we'll throw it in here. Maybe at the very, very end for our secret audio, because we're not recording in person this week. Um, I'll throw in the one time, the comments you had with the guys from Miami that didn't go over too well. Oh, yeah. Was that the 12? Yeah. You made the uh, joke type deal. And if nothing else, if you if you're going to a Packer game and you want free booze, go around and pretend like you're doing interviews. And we got numerous oh. free drinks and shots from people. Loaded. Too many tequilas, but <laughs> it was a good time. Yes. And with that... We will move on to everyone's favorite segment of the week. Is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. Is Kyle an idiot for the week? Andrew, you are you are an idiot. You've done very poor with these questions oh. for the year. I think last week I went like two and two or three, though. Yeah, we thought that was going to be a good vibe thing going into the game, but that didn't happen. Uh-huh. So, so you gave some lobs out there. I see. I see. Andrew, your first question for the week. Andrew, when do the Packers play roll out the barrel at Lambeau Field? After a touchdown. No, wrong. You are thinking of bang on the drum. That is after a touchdown. Uh, The roll out the barrel polka is played at the end of the third quarter, entering the fourth quarter. So good try. I guess you were a little drunk at the game, so you probably don't remember. Yes, that is true. That is true. Moving on, the next question, Andrew, your favorite ones. Andrew, the Packers played the Eagles in 2016 to start their run of the table. Who was the fullback that scored in that game? Was it... Oh, you got to be shitting me. Was it... Okay. I, I have names for you. Don't worry. Thank God. Is it Zeke Bradkowski, Aaron Ripkowski, or Mike Wazowski? Okay. I know that C is... <laughs> <laughs> okay so see i love the question see is monsters inc yes <laughs> um i know that and i i feel like i've heard the name ripkowski a lot so i'm gonna go b final answer very good andrew yes it is aaron ripkowski the fullback i was hoping he was gonna stick on after coon left and we could have the let it rip catchphrase catch on uh, but uh yes he got cut after the 2018 or 2016 year and zeke bradkowski was the packers backup quarterback in the bart star days so okay. very good, very good, Andrew. Moving on to the last mm. question. Andrew, how many years did Packers legend Reggie White play as Eagles legend Reggie White? So before he signed with the Packers, he played for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. How many years did he play with the Eagles? Is it four years, six years, or eight years? Four years. No, Andrew, you were wrong. And I probably would have guessed... Four or six years, but it's actually well, eight seasons he played with the Eagles, no, which is crazy. May I clarify? May I clarify? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was only a legend for four <laughs> of them. See, you said which years was he Eagles legend? Yeah. He was an Eagles legend for the last four. The first four, he was getting warmed up, feeling the team, making a name for himself. Not quite legend status, so we'll give a half point to that one. You know what? I actually will, because that's a good point. I wonder how many years it took him to get up to speed, but this has been such a clusterfuck of a season. I'll give you a half point for that one. <laughs> so, very I good. love it. But yeah, it. it's for how much we think about Reggie White, and you know, I'm 30, I never really watched Reggie play, 
but he played eight years in Philadelphia and six years in Green Bay, which I think a lot of people associate him mostly with the Packers. But uh, yeah, very good there, Andrew. Uh, do you have my stump spending question? And honestly, Spence, I, I, I did. And while we've been on this, I didn't plug my phone in last night. As we know, I, I was uh, a little sicky. So I, I don't I don't have a clue what it was. It was something about Devontae Adams and his draft, but I don't have any of the actual statistics. So no, I have nothing for you. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Perfect. Well, with that, that's very on brand for the Poor Man's Packers podcast. We have our preview yeah. of the Eagles game. The Packers are playing the Philadelphia Eagles at 720 on Sunday. It is obviously the Sunday night game on NBC with Mike Trico and uh, what's his, oh fucking uh, Collinsworth. Vegas has the Packers as a they're currently minus seven or sorry plus seven in Philadelphia. The over under is forty six and a half. The Eagles, as everyone knows, pr- are pretty good at football. They are nine and one on offense. They are fourth in points per game, scoring twenty six point three. They are third in yards per pass, but twenty sixth in uh, passes per game. So they do get a lot of you know. They're very uh, productive when they pass it, but they don't pass too often. They're sixth in yards per game overall, but 19th in yards per rush, only 4.3, so they don't run the ball that well. On defense, they're seventh in points per game, pretty solid second in yards per game, 24th in yards per rush, so a bit of a weakness there, and they're currently the number one uh, passing defense in the NFL, so kind of a reversal of the Titans game last week. They have... uh, Forced the most turnovers in the league. They have the best turnover differential. They are third in the league in sacks with 33. They just beat the Colts last week, 17 to 16, and lost to the Commanders, 32 to 21, the week before that. So they're a little weak right now. It's the weakest they've looked these past two weeks with the loss and then not scoring a ton of points against the Colts. So maybe maybe we got a chance here. On offense, Jalen Hurts is obviously having an MVP-type season, third in odds of winning the MVP, 15 touchdowns and only three picks. He's fourth in the league with the passer rating. He also has 440 yards rushing, along with eight rushing touchdowns. A.J. Brown is their leading receiver after the trade this last offseason with the Titans, and he has 757 yards and six touchdowns. Devonta Smith is good. Their second wideout, 559 yards, which is more than... Alan Lazard, our leading receiver, just tells you how good their offense has been this year. Dallas Goddard, tight end, has 544 yards and three touchdowns. A uh, little known fact here, Andrew, you remember my buddy, Andrew, who he went with to Red Rocks. He oh yeah, he had relations with Goddard's sister back in high school because he went. they went oh. to the same high school in South Dakota. So there you go. Fun little fact there. Uh, their O-line very interesting. <laughs> very important, too. Uh, their O-line is fine. 20th in sacks given up per game, and they are 24th in yards per carry. Defense, outside backer Hassan Reddick and uh, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave have seven sacks on the season. Their safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, has six sacks on the, sorry, has six picks on the season. They have Darius Slay, the former Lions cornerback, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And they also just signed Linval Joseph, the old giant and Viking, and Nandamakan Sue, who's played for a few teams. But obviously with the Lions, they're starting things off. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty daunting task here. The Eagles are good. Andrew, what are your thoughts going into this game? I mean, obviously, throughout the year, uh, I've been, okay, Packers, 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 and I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to do it one more time. I'm going to go 
23-20, the Green Bay Packers in an ugly game all around. I think we need the Eagles to make some mistakes. I think we're going to make some mistakes. I think it's going to be a little bit sloppy, but in the end, I, I'm I'm just hoping that we somehow pull through. Yes, and that's fair because once again we're at that point of the season where all we really have left, all we really have left is hope. I have a similar prediction. So, Andrew, I don't know if you remember this, but when the Packers did run the table back in 2016, that all started with a Monday night or Sunday night game against the Eagles. I and I remember going into it, and I said. If the Packers beat the Eagles, we're going to make the playoffs, which was crazy at that point when we were four and six. But the schedule set up pretty nice after. Not exactly the same this year, but in that game too, in 2016, the Eagles were their alternative black home jerseys. They are once again wearing those jerseys again on Sunday night. So I am going to try to use all the good vibes I have left for this season and predict a score of 27 to 13 Packers. This was the same score that they had in 2016 when they beat them in Philly. So if we win this game, maybe we go on a roll. Maybe we don't. But especially with the Eagles, yes, especially with the Eagles being so bad against the run, Sue and Linval Joseph are going to help. But as long as we don't run straight up the middle, maybe we can get the ball going that way. I mean, those two guys are old as shit now. But maybe we can do the same game plan we had against the Cowboys, which worked against the lesser, you know, run D. And the Eagles, maybe we'll have some success there. But, Andrew, what is your bold prediction for this game? We're the only team in the NFC North to win a game. This this, this weekend? This weekend? I think we have like a 7% chance of that. <laughs> okay, that's, that's pretty bold because I know even like this last weekend too, there was a hungry dogs bet. And uh, the NFC North didn't do too good. Bears didn't do too good. And the Vikes didn't do too good. So, yeah, my bold prediction... <laughs> For this game, God, what the God, I had something figured out here. You know, I'm gonna go with a guy who I loved watching on Sunday. One of the few bright spots was Patrick Taylor, the third running back who got called up to the 53. A guy who just made the 53 again after getting cut earlier this season. And my God, if there's a hype squad on the Packers bench, it is him jumping up every single second, third down, trying to get the crowd into it. Like oh, him. he said that. Yeah, yeah. Love him a lot. So I have him scoring a touchdown in this game. Maybe we get circuit blown out, or he just comes in for a few plays and scores. But that is my bold prediction. And with that, everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please leave a five star review rating, that would be cool on Apple or tight or iTunes. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. That would be cool too. Uh, if you want, we can give you a koozie. I'm gonna have to send a couple. I didn't tell you this, Andrew, but a couple of the titans fans you talk to actually dm'd us and want koozies oh shit yeah <laughs> so, yeah so i'm going to be sending a couple of those out and if you want one you can email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com or dm us on twitter at pmp pod and we will send you a free koozie but with that andrew you know i don't have anything else it was uh for losing the game i had a pretty fun time but uh i don't have anything else do you have anything else no that's about it man i mean you know Go pack and shoot some eagles down, and there we go. Yeah, shoot these. Hopefully, I wonder what kind of eagle they're supposed to be. I hope it's not a bald eagle because that would be right. That's a felony. Yeah, it's a pretty bad felony. But uh, <laughs> with that, I don't have anything else. Uh, Andrew doesn't have anything else. So, Eric Koskinen, please 
Don't sue us. Started Jordan Love already. It, it, it would have been started. Rogers gave me some of my best times as a Packer fan. I agree with you fully. I'm just asking these questions to get hopefully to hear something that disagrees. You know what I'm saying? Let me but, tell you something. I think they should have let Rogers go. But what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! That's a hot twelve. Hey, 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 you heard what Little Wayne said? They should have let twelve go a long time ago. No. He said fuck twelve. He's talking about police, not Rogers. Oh no 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 no. no he's we don't say fuck 12 in Miami, bro. Oh, I don't know. Miami is not a kind of thing. Because we got, you know? No. Yeah. We got that blinky with the stick. I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. So, so, my next question. My next Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.